Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. All right, hello to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We really appreciate you tuning in, downloading, and listening to this brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we are still recovering from race weekend here at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the N Better Health 400, which once again turned out to be a Fantastic and amazing and exciting race weekend with a doubleheader on Saturday, Trucks and Xfinity, and then the, the Cup race this past Sunday. And I'd done something I hadn't done in about uh, 10 or 11 years at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is actually camped out. I rented an RV for the weekend, got a nice little camping spot right off of turn four, and I really enjoyed uh, spending the weekend camping out in the infield of Atlanta Motor Speedway. And something that Brandon Hutchinson has said to us, plenty of times here on this program is that he wanted to bring the party back to the infield of Atlanta Motor Speedway. And he definitely did that. We had the uh, Peach Pit celebration on Saturday with the ACDC uh, cover band. They also had axe throwing, mechanical bulls, uh, cornhole, a lot of partying, a lot of hanging out with fellow NASCAR uh, fans and uh, just had a great time. And then, of course, uh, we had the pre-race show on Sunday. Uh, and I got to tell you, if you've got to camp out. If you've never camped out for a race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, I strongly suggest that when we get the next race, uh, July 9th, I believe, which will be a night race on Sunday at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And also congratulations to Brandon Hutchinson and AMS because during the race weekend, uh, Quaker State made an announcement that they'll be sponsoring a couple of races next year for Daniel Suarez and also extended the contract with Atlanta Motor Speedway for the naming rights of that July race. So we'll have the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart for a couple of more years uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So just a great time. And it's never too early to get your tickets for July, including your camping site. Whether you want to be on the infield, on the outside of the track, they have a family-friendly parking campsite as well so uh, just head on over to atlantamotorspeedway.com purchase your tickets get your camping sites ready for the next race weekend which will be july 9th uh, and also july 8th that saturday i believe i don't have the calendar in front of me but it's the uh, weekend after the big fourth of july uh, event so check it out there atlantamotorspeedway.com uh, and once again thanks to uh, brandon hutchinson uh dustin bixby uh for the hospitality that they uh, gave to us here at Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, once again, uh, you can check out our social media platform for a lot of the pictures that we put up there on uh, on our Facebook page. You can check it out at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or on our Twitter page at SRW Radio. And don't forget about our email address as well. Feel free to email us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, comments about the show. Or if you're an up-and-coming driver, would like to be on the program, let us know as well. Just head on over to uh, srwradio at yahoo.com. That is our email address. Once again, it's srwradio at yahoo.com. But we have another star-studded edition of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you this week as we welcome in NASCAR insider Alan Kavana, also NHRA top fuel driver for Davis Motorsports, Justin Ashley, and then also Cup Series driver for Richard Childress Racing, Austin 
Dillon. So we have those special guests coming up for you this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. But every week at around this time, we always bring you the latest in racing news as we bring you your weekend racing recap here on Southern Race Week Radio. And of course, we're going to review all the action from Atlanta Motor Speedway, our home track here for Southern Race Week Radio last weekend as we had the Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series all in action. And we had a doubleheader weekend on Saturday with Trucks and Xfinity. And congratulations to Christian Eckes, who was the winner of the Truck Series race last Saturday afternoon. Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing, a good for another show, as your runner-up in his rookie season in the Truck Series for Rev Racing. John Hunter Nemechek finishing third, Bailey Curry in fourth, and Ben Rhodes rounding out the top five. Over to the Xfinity action from last Saturday night, Austin Hill continued his dominant start to the NASCAR Xfinity season, holding off Daniel Hamrick at Atlanta Motor Speedway last Saturday night for his third win in five races to kick off the season. Hill overcame a record-setting day of cautions in doubleheader Xfinity and Truck Series races. There were 11 cautions, the most for an Xfinity race in Atlanta, knocking out 12 drivers. Hill previously collected Xfinity wins at Daytona on February 18th to open the season and at Las Vegas on March 4th. Hill, a native of Winston, Georgia, added a hometown win to a strong start for the Richard Childress Racing Team. As we mentioned, Daniel Hamrick was your runner-up. Ryan Truex finishing third, Parker Klingerman in fourth, and Riley Herps rounding out the top five. Over to Cup Series action from last Sunday at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Joey Logano and Brett Keselowski gave Atlanta and NASCAR a rare, clean last lap battle. For a change, there were no late wreck, no overtime, just a clean finish between hard racers. Logano dominated early and then passed Keselowski on the final lap to win NASCAR's race at Atlanta Motor Speedway last Sunday and end the early season domination of Chevrolet and Hendrick Motorsports. Logano won the pole and led a strong showing of three straight Team Penske drivers in qualifying, but Keselowski looked like the Ford driver to beat late in the race. Keselowski had help from Corey LaJoy, but Logano got a push from Christopher Bell that proved decisive on the final lap. So with that win, Joey Logano has punched his ticket to the 2023 NASCAR playoffs. Brad Keselowski was your runner-up. Christopher Bell finishing third. Corey LaJoy in fourth. And Tyler Reddick rounding out the top five. Take a look at the current NASCAR standings right now. William Byron, your number one ranked driver. He has two wins on the season. Positions two through four are into the playoffs with one win. That's Joey Logano in second. Kyle Busch in third. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ranked fourth. And then your drivers five through 16 are into the playoffs right now via points. That's Christopher Bell in fifth, Ross Chastain sixth, Ryan Blaney seventh, Brad Keselowski in eighth, Kevin Harvick ninth, Martin Truex Jr. is tenth, Denny Hamlin eleventh, Daniel Suarez is twelfth, Austin Sindrick is thirteenth, Chris Buescher fourteenth, Corey LaJoy fifteenth, and Tyler Reddick rounding out the top sixteen. In other NASCAR news, Josh Williams was given a one-race suspension on Tuesday as punishment for parking his car at the start-finish line at Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Williams accepted his punishment but said he doesn't regret his actions that led to the penalty. He will miss this Saturday's Xfinity race at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. NASCAR announced Williams was suspended for disobeying a NASCAR request during the race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. NASCAR ordered Williams to park his car in the garage after debris came off his car during the race, forcing a caution. 
Williams instead parked his car on the checkered star finish line, climbed down, and walked toward his pit crew with a wave to the fans. Williams complained to his crew on his radio before exiting the car. He said it was apparently NASCAR regulations to park your vehicle following a wreck of any kind. Added Williams, this is some bull, you know what? I never heard of this in my life. Williams issued a statement on his Twitter account on Tuesday thanking fans and sponsors for their support. Coming up this weekend, we have NHRA action and NASCAR action. Over in the NHRA series, they'll be in Phoenix, Arizona for the Arizona Nationals. That'll be March 24th and 26th at Phoenix. And, of course, go to NHRA.com to check out network times and channels that you'll be able to watch the NHRA activity. And coming up this weekend, another doubleheader weekend on Saturday with Trucks and Xfinity and then the Cup Race on Sunday. Looking at Saturday action of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the Expel 225. The green flag will drop at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday. You can watch the race on FS1. The Motor Racing Network will have the radio coverage along with Sirius XM Radio. And then later on the day, the green flag will drop at 5 p.m. Once again on Saturday, March 25th for the Xfinity Series as they'll have the Pit Boss 250 presented by USA Today. You can catch the race on FS1. The Performance Racing Network will have the radio coverage for you, which, of course, will also be aired on Sirius XM Radio. And then the Cup Series on Sunday, March 26th, the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix 3.30 p.m. is when the green flag will drop from the Circuit of the Americas. You can catch the race on the Big Fox Television Network. The Performance Racing Network will have the radio coverage, which also will be heard on Sirius XM Radio. And there you go. That is your racing recap right here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we get set to go racing this weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So much going on in the world of NASCAR news here over the last few days. And to break it down for us here, you hear them on the Performance Racing Network, also a part of NASCAR.com's coverage of racing throughout the year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot Zoom line. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Alan Cavana. Mr. Cavana. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Sir, you're a great friend of the show and always appreciate it when you can give us a couple of minutes of your wisdom. And uh, your great NASCAR mind, my friend. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. As always, the best intro in all of sports media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we really appreciate it. Now, before we talk about Atlanta Race Weekend, which is this weekend, the Ambetter Health 400 Race Weekend, a a lot of news breaking here in the world of NASCAR dealing with, with penalties. And I wanted to start with Denny Hamlin, which I thought was the most fascinating penalty because he started now a podcast with our Dirty Mo Media, which is a Dale Jr.'s uh, podcasting company. And during that podcast, he had mentioned that he did deliberately go after Ross Chastain and, and wreck him out there. And because of this uh, admission that he made on the podcast, NASCAR did fine him pretty heavily, in fact. They, they gave him a penalty, a, a fine, as well as docked some points, uh, which is always huge when you're dealing with the, the tightness of the points, especially when we get close to the end of the a regular season. Um, tell me about your thoughts on this. And if Denny had not said anything, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. 
You are 100% correct. And look, there's, there's so many sides to this because we love the drama. We love the fact that he gets on his podcast and admits it to us, right? It was the biggest story of the week. Everybody's talking about it, that he would go on there and say exactly what happened, especially the conversation afterwards that he and Ross talked about it. There's a truce now, all this stuff. But by admitting it, that's really the crime here is that you admit it and put it on a podcast. Not that he did what he did, but when you put it out there and you admit it, you put NASCAR in a position to say where everyone else can look at NASCAR and say, hey, what are you going to do about this? You have a driver out there manipulating the end of this race. Fortunately, it just took himself and Ross out, essentially. That could have easily taken many other competitors out. If you are a fan or one of these other teams, I would be rightfully angry and say, what are you going to do about this driver admitting to being reckless, admitting to exacting revenge at the end of a race, the most important time? What are you going to do about it, NASCAR? Because you know he did it on purpose because he told us he did. So you force NASCAR's hand, and it's going to be a circular argument as to whether we want drivers having personalities, talking about these incidents, and having these rivalries. But when you make it so blatant, it forces NASCAR's hand, and that's always going to be the story. Now, we know a lot of drivers, or Ryan Blaney's got a podcast, even Draymond, you know, a lot of players who are actively involved in the sport have these podcasts, and they make emissions on these podcasts they probably wouldn't do to the media or anybody else. Now, when when we knew that Denny was going to start this podcast, you knew it might be a little controversial because he's going to give us a lot of information on the podcast that he won't give to maybe other media outlets. Do you see this now, this situation, maybe him having to maybe scale back some of the things he says on this podcast now, does it make it a little more difficult for him to now be able to do this? Because now saying something that, you know, he probably didn't think was going to be a big deal and now has turned into a big deal. Yeah, that's a great question and a fair question. I think there's just, he can go up to that line. He's a smart guy, businessman and owner in this series, right? I mean, he knows what's going on. Uh, I think just that that line was crossed that, you know, maybe you got to cross it sometimes before you know not to do it again. And I think we'll still see plenty of, of talk and analysis and truth from Denny Hamlin. I don't know if he wants to approach this again because it costs him dearly. And we have to point out that the name of his podcast is Actions Detrimental. Where did that come from? It comes from the NASCAR rulebook because in this situation as well, he got fined for, quote, actions detrimental to racing. And uh, so he's living the brand is what he's doing. Uh, speaking with Alec Havana here, NASCAR Insider, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the End Better Health 400 race weekend. And he wasn't the only one who got in trouble uh, for actions as well. Hendrick Motorsports, Colleague Racing, they got uh, L2 penalties assessed to them for unapproved part modifications from uh, Phoenix, uh, each crew chief was fined $100,000 and suspended for four races and then also a dock of points as well. Uh, this is also another situation that NASCAR has been monitoring since the introduction of the new car as far as these part changes and modifications of the cars. What are you hearing about what's going on in these teams' camps now with Ooh. this major penalty? I mean, this is this is also another major deal for these two teams. I'll give NASCAR credit for being consistent here. Ever since the next-gen car came out, it's been don't fool with the pieces. The next-gen car, they largely get all the parts. All the teams have the same exact parts for their cars from the same supplier. 
You cannot touch them. You cannot alter them. What NASCAR says they found are altered radiator ducts. It's those parts that go on the, the, the top of the hood. Anyway, NASCAR saw something, was tipped off, what have you. They found something they did not like, saying that Hendrick Motorsports altered the parts they were told specifically not to. How are they enforcing this? With maybe the most massive penalty collectively in NASCAR history. $400,000 worth of fines for one single team. Never been bigger than that. Each team and three of the drivers, 100-point penalty. That's nearly the equivalent of two races. For some, that might be the equivalent of five races, depending on how you're performing. But that is a massive, massive penalty for these drivers and 10 playoff points. That comes; Those are important later on down the line when we get into the playoffs. These drivers need playoff points. 10 playoff points is the equivalent of two victories. So all the work William Byron's done in getting his two victories the last two weeks wiped off the the planet, essentially. He's got to start again from zero. So a massive, massive penalty. Hendrick says it will appeal, that there are some processes that they don't feel were conducted correctly. And because they didn't find these in the race, remember, they found these in practice. They went out on the track. They practiced with these. NASCAR came in and said, we don't like this. We're taking them. Nasty. Hendrick then went out and won the race anyway, won it decidingly. Can't take that away from him. But NASCAR is not tolerating anything with this next-gen car, one of the biggest penalties in NASCAR history. And will this be the deterrent? Will this be the, the fine that says to the other teams, hey, um, maybe we thought about trying to kind of uh, slip under the radar with maybe a change or something? Uh, I mean, will this be something we're now – Crew chiefs, drivers, and owners are going to say, you know what, maybe we need a second think about what we're doing here. You hope so. I mean, we saw this last year, 2022, in Daytona, right out the gate nearly. Uh, Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing hit with a penalty like this for altering some of the bumpers, I think it was. Uh, Later on in the season at Pocono, remember, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, 1-2 at Pocono for Joe Gibbs Racing. First time, I, I think maybe ever, or, or in 50-plus years, a win was taken away. Denny Hamlin won the race last year in Pocono. It was taken away, stripped from the record book, awarded to Chase Elliott because of a modification that Joe Gibbs Racing made. Those were two examples already, and yet we see it again. Teams pushing the boundary, pushing the limits. Will this be the deterrent? Alfie, I wish I could say yes. I would have said yes after the first one. Still hasn't happened. So teams will always push it. Now, you were part of the PRN crew when you guys were at Atlanta last year with a new car on the on the new uh, year of the new configuration, the, the increased baking. Uh, we saw some tremendous uh, racing. They call it the, the short track of super speedways, essentially. Um, now that we're in year two, what are your thoughts of what we might be able to see coming up uh, this weekend for the Embedder Health 400 race? Oh, we'll see some great racing just like we saw last year. I mean, it is pack style, Daytona style, Talladega style racing. And, you know, people love that. People love that style of racing. They love the pack, everybody close together, the the slingshot sort of passes and the high speeds. I mean, that's what really this track brings, right, is the the new banking, the new surface, the high speeds. Uh, We're going to see more of that. And so you can look to Daytona a few weeks ago and maybe see some players there. But I see, you know, the same strong people that are that are good at the super speedway Daytona type racing. They will be good in Atlanta this weekend. And it brings out teams like the Corey LaJoy's of the world. 
I expect a top 10 from Corey LaJoy, not only because he's good at this type of racing. We saw what he did last year, but his team in general is just better than last year. They're faster. They're performing better. And you combine all that with the skills and what he learned last year, I think he can get an easy top 10. Uh, Mr. Kavan, if our listeners want to follow along with everything you got going on, because you got your uh, hands and everything. E- we see you. I'm doing the 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 iRacing series right now, the Coca-Cola iRacing series. You're at NASCAR.com. Uh, you're doing PRN. Um, if our listeners want to kind of follow along with what's going on in the crazy life of Alan Kavana, uh, where can they go to follow along and keep up with you, sir? Yeah, please do. At, you know, at Twitter, social is always good. At Alan Kavana on Twitter, Instagram, Copa Kavana. Same thing, Facebook, just find me on there. Uh, I, I do a lot of cool things. I'm very blessed with opportunities. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep you updated on everything NASCAR. Just follow me on there. Hey, this is J.R. Todd, driver the DHL Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition. Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on this great racing station. I'm WB and your favorite podcast location. And as always, we like to give you – the best in access to drivers on all racing series, not just NASCAR, but NHRA as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on the old Food Depot hotline, Justin Ashley. Justin, welcome to the program, sir. Thanks for having me on, man. I always appreciate the intro. I love, I love the intro. I appreciate your time. Thank you. No problem, man. No problem, man. Hey, listen, it's uh, it's uh, 2023 is a great year to kick it off. And so far, one one in the win column, and you ready for some more. Is that right? That's it. You said it. So we're one race down. We have 20 more to go. It's a long season, man. It's definitely a, uh, a marathon, not a sprint. I think the first race in Gainesville, Florida, did not go according to plan. Not exactly how we wanted it to go. But it's a learning lesson for us. We got a lot of stuff to focus on moving forward, and it's going to be a great year. 2022 is a great year, but 2023 for our Phillips Connect team, we're all in, ready to go for an exciting year. Phillips Connect, Toyota, uh, Top Fuel Dragster, Justin Ashley, along with National Debt Relief, is uh, on the old Food Depot Highline here on this edition of Southern Race Week. Justin, if somebody wanted to know uh, how you got into racing uh, was it drag racing that first got you interested or was there something else that you did that got you interested in the speed? Well, I always loved every kind of sport, every kind of motorsport, but for me, it was always drag racing. I grew up around it. It was a family atmosphere for me. Uh, my father raced in funny car and pro modified. He drag raced for many years. So I was fortunate to be able to grow up around the racetrack. So it was a sport that I fell in love with from a very young age and I never wanted to waver. I never really wanted to try any other type of motorsport, at least at a significant level. I always wanted to be involved in NHRA drag racing. So I actually started growing up around the racetrack, but I started with a junior dragster when I was 11 years old and it went 30 miles per hour. But at the time I felt like I was the fastest man on the planet. So from that point forward, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And if there was anyone out there who wanted to get involved in NHRA drag racing as a young kid, I certainly suggest the best way to do that being through junior dragsters. Well, listen, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and my golf cart will do up to 25 miles an hour, and I have to tune it down whenever they get on it and go riding around the neighborhood. I cannot imagine somebody that young driving 30 miles an hour. That's got to be crazy, man. (laughs) That's right, it is. I think, uh, you know, you think about, like, Little League Baseball or PAL football or even AAU basketball, it's the same thing with NHRA's junior program. Uh, when you're that age, when you get to put on a helmet and a fire suit and go that fast, that young, uh, it's very easy to be able to get hooked, and it's nationwide. And 
Uh, it's a great, great family sport. So it's becoming more and more popular uh, really around the country. Tell people about the, the, the thunder, the way the, the audience and the crowds feel versus when they go to a NASCAR race and it's zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you said it. You know, you're talking about cars that have 11,000 horsepower, cars that go zero to over 330 miles per hour in under four seconds. I mean, these are the fastest accelerating vehicles on the planet, and they are for a reason. When you go to these events, it really is a sensory experience because not only do you hear it, not only do you see it, but you can actually feel it when these cars go down the racetrack. And it's one thing to go 330 miles per hour. It's another thing to be able to do it in under four seconds. So the sheer acceleration that comes from these vehicles is really amazing. And truthfully, there's nothing like it in the entire world. Well, you know, one big misconception about uh, NHRA drag racing, because, you know, uh, the people that watch it on TV just think that it's like, okay, Justin Ashley's got one chance and he's done. You technically have to go many, sometimes many rounds against other people before you get to the final mark. Is that not correct? So a lot of people think it's just, okay, there you go. There's my favorite driver and he's done. But that's not the case at all, right? No, not at all. Absolutely not. So the way the races work are on Friday and Saturday, you have your qualifying rounds. And they'll take the top 16 times from Friday and Saturday, and they'll pair you up like a ladder, like in March Madness, and you'll race against each other on Sunday. So as long as you win a round on Sunday, you advance to the next one. So there are four total rounds. So ideally, you'll race four rounds of racing on just Sunday alone. So there's plenty of opportunity plenty of time for your favorite driver or your team to be out there racing all day throughout the day. So you can lose and go home right away, but very well you can win and be racing all day throughout the day. So there's certainly racing that goes on um, throughout the entirety of the event. And that's just something that start to finish is something unbelievable. And uh, you can never get enough of it. Justin Ashley racing. Uh, he, Justin is on the old Food Depot hotline here. Justin, if somebody wants to find you, follow you, or learn more about you and the National Debt Relief and the Phillips Connect Toyota Top Fuel Drag Racing Team, where do we need to send them, brother? So you can check out justinashleyracing.com. You can also follow me uh, on social media at thejustinashley. Um, I am very, very fortunate to be associated with a company like Phillips Connect. They are the leader in smart trailer technology and trailer telematics for a reason. And to be able to represent iconic companies like Toyota, like National Debt Relief was one of the largest financial debt relief companies in the country. And they've helped hundreds of thousands of people really is an honor. So check me out on social media, check me out on the website um, for more information about Phillips Connect, Toyota National Debt Relief and uh, our entire race team. Well, Justin, listen, we sure do appreciate it. And uh, just to let you know that uh, going, coming on Southern Race Week, we typically have a curse. The next race, after being on our show, you will win the final race. Well, I like that. We're going to Phoenix <laughs> the weekend after this one. So there if that happens, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to send you a picture from the winner's circle, and we're going to have to get you a trophy if that happens. Well, the only thing is, I'm going to have to appear every week on your show after that. Hey, guys, it's LeVar Scott. Arca Menards East Drive for Revelation, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Your Race Weekend, and we are proud to have 
Oh, by the way, I'm WB. We're proud to have NASCAR Finish Series champion, Truck Series champion, winner of the Daytona 500, and the driver of the number three Chevrolet Camaro from Richard Childers Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Austin Dillon. That might be the greatest intro I've ever gotten on a on a radio show. Thank you for that. No problem, Austin. No problem. No problem, man. I mean, anybody that's uh, you know bulldog uh, fan, uh, whether it's Frenchy or it's English, it, it, you know, we're just happy to have you, brother. Happy to have you, man. I tell you, it's it's been a great uh, it's been a great year this year to see Richard Childers and your new teammate and and the great things that we can look forward to with the number three car as we head to atlanta motor speedway um i did get a couple of questions from people on uh leading up to today's interview um that that, that are not necessarily nascar okay okay what the heck is pickleball 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 is the best unheard of sport right now it's getting ready to be the fastest growing sport uh you gotta you gotta get out there and try it pickleball is like a mix between tennis and ping pong well i my brother-in-law plays it and i and he told me he said you know because i'm i'm not no small boy you know what i mean you know just, i'm not uh but uh you know he t- my brother-in-law told me that you know he plays it because I, I we went to a, a little league baseball tournament the other day and that in griffin georgia which is just south of Atlanta Motor Speedway, which we're talking about today. And they had 11 pickleball courts, nine tennis courts, and six baseball fields. I'm like, what the heck is pickleball? I mean, you know, so, but that's one of your things. And the other thing is you are involved with a P, uh, PRB team, you, the Carolina Cowboys. PBR. Yeah, PBR. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, tell me. Tell me, how does a NASCAR driver get involved with the the, the PBR? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, um, it kind of came together where uh, Sean Gleason, the commissioner of the PBR, had mentioned a, a new league he was trying to start um, where the PBR was going to go into franchises and uh, create you know teams. They'd never done that. It's always been an individual sport. Um uh, we had the opportunity to manage one of the teams last year and then ended up, you know, uh, exercising our option and buying the team this year. So we've got the Carolina Cowboys and we got our event, the Greensboro Coliseum in September. You have to check it out. September 22nd, three day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where our team will be competing against other teams. So if you just join us here, we got Austin Dillon here, uh, driver number three car, uh, on the NASCAR circuit in Austin. I got to tell you, I mean, this, this this pimp daddy best dressed award uh it seems like that because uh, i follow you on instagram and if y'all want to check him out austin dylan three it seems like at all the awards banquets and even when you do the tv broadcast it looks like you're ready to go to the to the biggest you know ball or biggest uh, uh wedding or whatever else in the world man i mean because i've never seen uh, back in February, whenever you and Ryan Blaney were di- in the booth, I've never seen the NASCAR TV crew provide a driver with a with a jacket that was so stylish as what they what you had on. So obviously, you brought that to the table. Is that what it was? Because that's another yeah, question. Yeah, you know, 
as long as you overdress, you can't be underdressed. So I was ready. So this year you bring it on the the eight car is going to be driven by the Bush boy, Bush boy, the big dog himself. Um, and I understand you were the one that was key to making that phone call to convince him to come over to the team. Yeah, anytime you can get a talent like Kyle Bush to your organization, you want to figure out how you can. You know, he's experienced. He's a two-time champ, champion in our sport, one of the most winning drivers of all time. Um, it's uh, It's been great working with him. I'm glad to have him on our team at RCR, and obviously it's already paid off. He's, he's got a win this year at Fontana. Well, let me ask you this now. Uh, driving the number three car, you're the first person to win a dirt race on the in the number three car since Richard Petty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, how cool was that? Because you've had a lot of first rookies of the years and, and, and NASCAR championships and everything like that, and you won the Coca-Cola 600. You know, what is the prize that outside of the championship, I guess you could say? I mean, the next prize that you have on your 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 trophy list. I mean, this weekend, anytime you can get to victory lane, that's that's what your eyes should be on. Um, you know, there's always the big ones that you get pumped up for, but every weekend we got a shot to bring home a trophy, and uh, we want to do that as often as we can. Try and try and make it happen for our team at RCR. Well, at RCR, and you driving the number three. Now, is Bass Pro Shop going to be your uh, your primary sponsor for the race coming up to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend? I think, actually, we have Andy's Frozen Custard this okay. weekend. Okay. You know, and if you've never been to an Andy's or had Frozen Custard, you better go check it out. They got the three treat, which is my uh, flavor with uh, uh, cookie dough, uh, bananas, and peanut butter. Ooh. So, you know, it's a great combo. Go check out the three treat at Andy's Frozen Custard. Now, uh, Austin, I, I, I got to tell you, now my wife follows your wife on Instagram, and I want to congratulate you. And because my wife said, <clears throat> make sure you congratulate him and his wife on the new baby coming. So, congratulations <laughs> on that. But I also. Thank you. We're pumped up and excited to have a little baby girl. Uh, I got a little man right now, and we're going to add one more to the family. Well, you know, and I love the fact that, you know, whenever people tell me, well, you know, Austin Dillon works out a lot and everything like that. But when I look on your Instagram and I see your son sitting on your, on your back and he's he's rubbing something that looks like a weight on your back and everything, I can deal with that kind of workout anytime, brother, anytime. I mean, <laughs> no, that was more recovery. He's helped me after the, after the race. I got my lift in today, though. If you I want got, to come join me on a lift? We can do that. Shoot, man! I mean, Get you, you back squat a little bit. You, I can, I can spot you, but I can't take. Him. <laughs> I've seen how much you can lift, brother. You, you, no, thank you, thank you. I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to ride with you in the pace car or whatever else you want to do. But I, working out is not one of my things. Now I do a lot of, I do a lot of twelve ounce curls. You know what I'm saying? Uh, understandable. Understandable. You know, do a lot of 12-ounce girls. Well, listen, uh, this weekend in Atlanta Motor Speedway, you you have to know that Atlanta Motor Speedway is a special track to me, and I don't want to give away my age. But um, I've been going to Atlanta Motor Speedway for longer than any person that works at Atlanta Motor Speedway. How cool is it, and how great would it be to bring that number three back to victory lane at Atlanta Motor Speedway in front of all those great fans. Yeah, we got a great shot. You know, it's more like speedway racing now at Atlanta. We're going to get after it, uh, try and bring them a win like you talked about. 
Well, I'm going to tell you a little story about, uh, and then I'm, I know you're busy and everything, uh, but I'm going to tell you a little story about Atlanta Motor Speedway and about the, the legend of the number three. It was the, the, the morning after the tornado that came through and ripped down the Weaver grandstands, and you might be too young to remember this, but, um, but they ripped down the Weaver grandstands, tore down the towers, and they ripped off all this material off the sides of, of the, uh, the suites and everything else. And, um, and lo and behold, and I have a picture. I'll need to find it for you, and I'll send it to you. But there's a picture of the end of the suites going into turn two. And the only thing that was left that was you could see at the end of that suite from the material that was left was the white insulation, uh, foam insulation. And it was in the configuration of the number three. So, I remember seeing that. It was cool and uh, interesting, you know, how things work like that. But Atlanta's a special place. Been good to RCR. Uh, remember Kevin Harvick winning at Atlanta yep. uh, after Dale passed. It was a big day. And try and make another big day someday. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we wrap up this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on the program. Thanks again to Alan Kavana, NASCAR insider, part of the Performance Racing Network. And you can check out some of his great videos at NASCAR.com. Also, Justin Ashley, NHRA driver, and also Austin Dillon, the driver of the number three car in the NASCAR Cup Series. So once again, thanks to these great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget about our social media platforms. We always deliver to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the latest in racing news and information you need. So uh, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and like the page and then follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And also we have an email address. So if you want to drop us an email, let us know what you think about the program. Or if you're an up and coming driver and would like to be on the program, always available to welcome in new and upcoming drivers to our Southern Race Week radio audience of listeners. Check out the email address anytime, SRW Radio at yahoo.com once again that is srw radio at yahoo.com and uh once again we really appreciate all your loyal listeners and uh, don't forget about the podcast as well this episode of southern race week radio will be available as a podcast for you on monday at iHeartRadio, itunes spotify or soundcloud so go to one of those respected podcast locations search for southern race week listen download the program and while you're there We'd really appreciate it if you subscribed to the podcast as well. So enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you at AMS on the Ann Better Health 400 Race Weekend. And we'll catch back up with you next week with an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.